everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Book More Show. It's Stuart here with Betsy Vaughan. How's it going, Betsy? Fantastic. How are you, Stuart? Very good, thank you. Although, in tradition of starting the podcast by talking about the weather, very cold because it's been like 15 degrees in the UK for the last couple of days and uh, Storm Emma, apparently. Yeah, yeah, it is. um, I just looked at my car when I was running an errand. It's 83 and sunny and there's even a little (laughs) bit of breeze here in Tampa. Um, as you know, I was in Denver over the weekend and it was cold. I had at one point 16 degrees and I've been in Florida far too long for that. So, um, <laughs> it, always, it makes me laugh when, uh, Dean talks about going to coach in Toronto on some of the, the, there's four events a year. So two of them are kind of in the, in the winter season and his, uh, endless summer his, his attempt to kind of not uh not go anywhere where there's snow or too inclement weather is that's the only time it's impacted is uh toronto in the in the winter um, <laughs> it's brutal i don't you know i i know i can't ever live in that kind of climate again you know so um i, w- I was happy to come home uh good stuff so yeah we are going to do a quick show today catching up on a couple of things that have happened in the last few weeks a couple of interesting calls with peoples want to uh, just highlight some of the highlights from there and then we've got two of the mindsets in the book blueprint scorecard that are very similar to each other or thematically the same so we'll knock those two off as well and, and then we'll just have the last two to go on the scorecard and uh, uh yeah i think that's it so it should be a good a good show today very good looking forward to it Perfect. So um, the first things I wanted to talk about was a call that I had last week with a guy called Mubarak from up in Winnipeg. We were talking in the um, the last time you and I were talking, we were talking about syndication and mm-hmm. this idea of being the person that adds value by writing the content, but then leveraging the distribution of that through syndication so creating something that can be shared with others kind of a for the greater good but but b to really kind of i'm not going to say promote your own cause uh that sounds a little bit selfish but it's promoting your own cause through having value-driven content which is one of the school card mindsets we'll talk about in a little while so it's um it's an interesting approach and one that i don't think many people immediately think of we do it with um, the couple of examples that I always use because they're easy to describe uh, on the real estate side of things. We have a book called How to Sell Your House for Top Dollar. And we've created that as part of our own real estate program. And then we allow the realtors to put their name on it. So kind of syndicating that content, knowing that we want the realtors to be successful so they remain members of the program. That's a great way of, of doing that. There's another book that we have for a financial advisor company Uh, they deal with um, later life planning elder planning and specifically around um, how an ira forms part of your estate so that coaching organization wrote the first version of the book and then they allowed their clients their members to put their name on the book and it be co um, co co-authored as a tool, again, knowing that their success is based on the success of their members and this helps their members be more successful. So I think mm-hmm. those two ideas are are great ones that people can think about in how it affects, um, how they could use 
this idea to either promote their message or leverage their kind of their reach, their footprint broader than if, if it was just themselves. Very good. I think um, the conversation I was having um, with Mubarak and we'll catch up later on this week, but they've done some great work in their local area, working with um, organizations and groups to promote their business training. So they've got a lot of great relationships. I think the thing that we were talking about, and I had a similar conversation with Jim Hacking, who we've talked about before and the immigration work that he does around this particular um, immigration program that's uh, referred to as carpets where visas go into a um i'm going to like a, a holding pool but it's where there's no action taken on them and to get the action moving again you need to take some specific action which are not that many people are aware of so it's affecting a particular community it's a new idea that hasn't got much leverage or much awareness out there either so again knowing that Jim is successful when the community is successful and for Mubarak mm -hmm. knowing that he's successful when these events are successful, being able to write something that allows the other people to get a book out there, to get people to raise their hands and make visible prospects visible, to spread the, the word and the message and introduce people to a, a new philosophy or new framework. All of those things are fantastic opportunities, I think, for the person listening to this who knows their subject, it's a great mm -hmm. way of taking that and being able to distribute it into channels that they don't necessarily control. All right. Very good. That kind of it does. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. It's one of those ones, again, because it's slightly separate from the normal approach of saying, you know, your subject, you should write a book. At the end of the book, you should promote the next step that someone can take mm -hmm. that brings them closer to you and starts the conversation. Having this kind of third party element into the mix, it just makes it that little bit more, um, not really complicated, but it's a framework that I don't think many people necessarily think about. And in the conversations that I've had with people talking about it, that's what's come up. There's sometimes a resistance or a, it takes a particular way of thinking about it to think, okay, well, I'm doing all of this work and then I'm just giving it to someone else. But to understand that you're giving it to someone else because it serves the greater purpose. And if you know that you've got some success based off the success of this idea, then as long as it's a, a, an effective way of doing it, and we're potentially not even talking about the physical books, it's not like we're saying put a $10,000 investment into ordering a couple of hundred books and, and physically giving them to people. The opportunity is always there to do this in the digital sense, of course, which makes it far more cost effective. But that opportunity to leverage other people's channels with something that you're giving them, the content that you're giving them, great opportunity. The same goes actually with the, we've talked about kind of complementary non-competing businesses before. So putting the books into dentist waiting rooms or doctor surgeries or the reception of vets or doing stuff for schools. Um, Victor Pantini is probably a great example of this and the Erin's Law Solution book. So Victor provides training for 
the Emmons Law programs, which schools mm -hmm. in the majority of states, if not all states, are mandated to provide. So he's successful when they're successful, and by them being successful, I mean raising awareness of what the Emmons Law solution is or what the what the requirements are. So for him to be able to write that and then give it to the organisations to be able to give mm -hmm. away, that does exactly what we've been talking about here. It serves your own purpose because it spreads the word, introduces you as the authority, the leader in the, in the area. You know that a certain percentage, whether that percentage is 1% or 71%, you know your own numbers or will learn to know your own numbers. And as long as it makes financial sense to put all of those coins in the machine at the top, then what spits out at the bottom still makes the overall effort worthwhile. And you've done it in a super valuable way that's increased the understanding across the board and really positioned you as a leader. That was all very well said. Yes. Very well said and very croaky because I've just realized that so I <laughs> forgot when we jumped on the call, I forgot to get coffee before. So I'm only... Oh, no. 10 minutes in and already my voice is starting to crack a little bit. It's the emotion of it. I get passionate about this type of thing and it's you do. Uh, causing my voice to crack. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, what are the, what are the conversations that we had recently? I'm trying to think uh, so much of it. The last two weeks or so has been tied around this kind of syndication model. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just, just trying to think of what some of the other ones were that have been that have been particularly interesting or distinct from that are worth sharing um Ooh. i was talking to someone about a training setup um uh -huh. they've got access to i think they were previously a, a lecturer um so they've got access within their particular niche or speciality they've got access to a lot of previous material so we were talking mm -hmm. about how to leverage some of that not necessarily in a book the conversation went a little bit wider so really we were talking about and i think this is key we're gonna i'm just looking on the screen at the book blueprint scorecard as we're talking about this and, and the last of the the eighth of the mindsets is beyond your book we don't talk about that so much on the podcast but it's probably worth going into a little bit over the next couple okay. of weeks this mm -hmm. kind of thought of okay so the book we're not talking about being a, a, a um, fiction author. So the job of the book isn't to gain book sales and then create a lifestyle and a business from the book sales. So the books, although we spend a lot of time talking about creating them, it's really just to get people to raise their hand and start a conversation. So that conversation as it develops, there are lots of studies out there in market research to suggest that it's the minority of people, not the majority, who convert straight away. The majority of people convert mm -hmm. between 90 and 365 days later because it's, and again, this is going to be business dependent, but for the majority, it's not an immediate conversion. So this is why, as we've said before, the books are a great way of getting people to raise their hand, identify them on a list, know that they're the people that you would want to be in conversation with. So therefore, what is that conversation? The book's a great way to start it. But that follow-up sequence, we were talking, in this particular case, we were talking about using some of that educational material, some of the stuff that they've already got from other things. Now, this guy was a lecturer, so had, I mean, had I mean, years and years worth of content they could do something with. But even from a relatively small business, even if you were a 
florist on the high street writing a book that talks about how to pick the perfect wedding flowers or how to how to um, make a real change in your office without breaking the budget or um, a flower arranging, whatever the thing is that might raise people's hands of people who are interested in getting cut flowers, writing that book to spark the conversation in the first place. But then over a period of time, having something to deliver to them having something it doesn't even necessarily have to be uh, around a program but just have a reason to reach out to people the reason to reach out to people is an email and an email contains valuable content to make it worthwhile and interesting to open but really the thing that you want to include is the ps at the bottom of it or the super signature as we talk about so you'll see that in our emails as as this podcast goes out there's um Every so often in the email, there's a PS, this is happening now, you should do this, or this is coming up, you should do this. And the super signature at the bottom is, here are four ways that we can help you today. And the, the purpose of the email is always just to present those opportunities to people. And the reason for sending the email is the, is the subject, is the body. Um, so we were talking about that and how it can all tie together with the, the book as like the, the manifesto, the kind of positioning piece to to start off the conversation and then to a greater or lesser degree those touch points or the flagship communications that you send out afterwards how you can follow up with people and make continue to make the offers to them knowing that the majority of people are unlikely to convert immediately so mm-hmm. what is it that you can do to make the return on the book worthwhile to get that hand raised in the first place but then to continue the conversation afterwards and this is actually, and I'm definitely going to take a breath in a second, but this is yeah. <laughs> this is something that we're starting to offer to people because of the the success that we've had with the programs internally on the entrepreneur side of the business with more cheese, less whiskers, on the real estate side with the listing agent mm-hmm. lifestyle to a lesser degree because we haven't put the as much attention to it, but with the book more podcast to follow up on on this side of things with the special report that we wrote recently about the book titles that that convert the book title types that convert all of those things the mechanisms for following up with people this is something that we're more and more looking to offer to uh, authors who who've written and using the book as a manifesto but then working with them to create that way of kind of like facilitating that model of getting in front of people more regularly because i mean that it really is the game changer it then is it's the opportunity to stay in front of people stay front of mind so that you're there when they're ready to take that step to to do whatever business it was that they were originally thinking about so when you said um you were talking to somebody and they were talking about um i wrote this down training setup after the fact Specifically, um, can you go into that? I mean, I think I'm, either I missed something or we got off on a sidetrack because I was trying to think of it. I just had a conversation with somebody very similar, um, and we we decided we would we would discuss it later on in the process um, because the goal was to go ahead and get the book started. But then we were talking about the after fact of something else that they kind of wanted to do, not just with like a training manual, but a whole like, a whole other process to offer their clients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be it videos or something and so they were actually like hey would you guys do this would you have any interest in doing and i'm like let's talk about that later (laughs) um, and it is something that this whole kind of 
our model really, although we spend a lot of time focusing on that lead generation, that getting people to raise their hand, the book as the, mm-hmm. the, um, the cookie, the thing that raises it through really what we're doing. And that this crosses over into some of the follow on programs that we've got on the other side of the business, the entrepreneurial side of the business around the breakthrough blueprint and email mastery. All of these things are really around keeping that engagement going, both with new customers, new potential customers to bring them on board, but then existing customers as well to keep them engaged and, and keep that retention going. Although that's, mm-hmm. pro- that's probably the least attention that we pay to things. We're much more in the before unit rather than the, the during unit. Well, the before and after unit rather than the during unit. During unit yeah. What I was talking to. And I've completely blanked on who it was I was talking to. It was about uh, three weeks ago. But the way that we were talking was there are the training modules that came from the physical environment are now being switched to online. So whether for your guys that you were talking to today, whether they're currently delivering that in a classroom environment for a university or a school, or whether they're delivering it in a kind of workshop um, seminar type environment, taking that content and moving it into an online delivery framework. (laughs) Not that I think that's anything that will particularly get involved with because there's lots of platforms out there already that you can just plug into. Mm We're right. all talking about the how to engage those people so that they eventually end up like up until the conversion point of when they go into the program. So whether they put those programs on Linda or Udemy or their own websites, that's that program delivery bit. What we're interested right. in is getting people to the point that they convert. So if we go back to the profit activator mindsets, we've got choose a single target market for the campaign give away to, for them to raise their hand as interested in a, in a, in a, um, the minimum viable commitment way possible. And then slowly, patiently educate them towards a buying decision and then make a compelling offer so that it's easy for them to get started. So those four mindsets, that's really where a lot of this comes in. So taking some of that training material and whether it's a case of, breaking that down. I was talking to Elizabeth on the phone last week, the similar thing. So she has a 12 stage program in her world. We were talking about writing the book and she was initially thinking about doing something that at a high level covered all of those points. Whereas I was mm-hmm. suggesting, okay, on that, this was around kind of the personal development side of things. So there were kind of three before unit stages where people might come in kind of physical, spiritual and financial like the 101 level of all of those things, the, the entry level. So I said, okay, potentially then you've got three books because those three things will be trigger words for three different groups of people. You could write the one book that goes deep into that first level on each of the three different subjects. And then the call to action in the next stage is just making the awareness that there are obviously other level one things that you need to know and then there's also another nine levels after that that you can move on to so taking that overall content separating out the hand raising stage the the stage one and then being able to follow up with the sequence afterwards that takes some of the other things some of the other elements and just builds on it so the couple of options that spring to mind are taking the so let's say there are three entry points. So 
in any one particular funnel when someone comes in through number one, uh, the first one, share with them the second and third one. So you've got the same content, you're just positioning it in a different way. And then building on that, drip feeding content that builds on those original ideas, but again, through a different framework. So for each of those three books, those three entry points, you could have the something audio related to the content, something video related, something graphic related, the white paper or, and again, this depends on what your business is and what your specialty is and how much time you've got. But um, you can have a white label type thing. You could have a peer review of other, mm-hmm. other stuff out there. You can break down each of those. Um, let's say on average that a book's got five or six chapters that go into the details of it. You could take each one of those and then break them down into a little bit more because each one of these emails, again, it's just kind of this minimum viable effort, minimum viable commitment, next step. It's the, a small thing, but just regular. It, uh, the kind of drip effect of regularly delivering bite-sized, interesting bits of content that are mm-hmm. adding a little bit more value, a little bit more value. And delivering it in a way that allows you to remind them that, Hey, here's something interesting, a quick snippet here, but there's all of this other stuff. Whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready, there's this next step. Um, with the training programs, particularly now, so this is getting a little bit more into the delivery side of it, but there's always the opportunity to create the workbook content that goes hand in hand with the initial 90 minute book. So you've got the, like we do with the Profit Activator, uh, the Breakthrough DNA book and the Profit Activator scorebook. The scorebook is the scorecard and the Breakthrough DNA book is the kind of the manifesto, the positioning piece. The same with the Listing Agent Lifestyle podcast, um, the Listing Agent Lifestyle manifesto. That book is the is the framework, is the setup. And then on the, the scorecard side of it, there are ways that people can position themselves. So someone's, workbook element doesn't have to be a scorecard but having something that's kind of the narrative version of the book is the words that sets the position and says okay you should do this this and this the workbook side is okay specifically now do this either go away and do this and come back and report here or here's an exercise to do in the book or here's a a a list of actions that you need to take whatever those additional things are so i mean we've got a I mean, the team that we've got in place is one of the best at the production side of things and pulling together content into something that's useful and compelling and is brought together in a, in a good way. Um, how then you go on to build that into the program or the steps that you take to kind of set that up and position it, all of that's going to vary slightly depending on the individual use case, but I mean, just go back to the florist. I use florist sometimes as an example because it's the kind of furthest other end of the spectrum that I can think of from something very kind of mathematical, like a financial advisor or lawyers or something like that. So even the florist writing the guide to buying wedding flowers and putting a lot of valuable content in there about the things that people don't think about, whether that's geographically specific to the area. So I would imagine that the guide that someone would write in Florida is going to be different from the guide that someone would write in the Northeast because of the climactic changes, if nothing else, uh, let alone the local styles and um, 
the, the personal taste for it. Then you can add in all of the things like the local directory. So the guide to wedding flowers, but actually wedding flowers tie in pretty much hand in hand with these other things. So like the photographer and the venue and the decorations and all of the other things that go with it. So adding some of that content in, but then the drip content, the beyond the book stage of, okay, you've delivered this. You've asked them if they want to buy wedding flowers. Um, so you've reached out to them. You've got them to raise their hand on something about buying wedding flowers. You probably know as your own business that someone looking at wedding flowers is either in the very early stages. So around the point of getting engaged and just that initial excitement of, okay, now we need to think about all of these other things. Or they're in the later stage, they're maybe kind of six months out and they're really trying to get things dialed in specifically. So that email follow-up sequence, there's a sifting and sorting question that you could put in there to see at what point at what point they are so asking people the question of have you booked a venue yet have you got a florist yet um these things that give you an indication of whether someone is quite far out yet or whether they're quite close and then the emails that you send on the back of that can be either a little bit more high level and theoretical and conceptual and and giving people ideas versus being a little bit more practical and specific and almost trying to bring them towards a decision a lot faster. But that follow-up campaign, I mean, Florist particularly, you've got a whole host of things you can do around right. video. Audio is probably less of, is probably the least interesting in that respect. But yeah. videos and photos and guides and style guides and reviews from flower shows and wedding shows and pictures of flowers in venues of the bouquets that you've created of the different styles mm-hmm. all of these other things and each one of those emails has the super signature on the back it's my phone being a bit loud uh, all of those things that follow up from that initial content all of them have the super signature of by the way here are four ways that we can help you today uh coming for a free consultation download our f- flower pricing guide um come in for a session where we'll specifically match the colors to your dress and engage us to do flowers like the, the, the come work with us type call to action. There was some great examples there. That wasn't, that was, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh, do you know, we've got a bit of a hard out today, which is why my phone was ringing a second ago. So I was pretty confident that we would start off with one or two things and then yeah, we'll be able yeah. to get to cover two of the breakthrough, uh, sorry, of the book blueprint scorecards. Mm-hmm. But actually, we haven't done either of those. So we're going to have to we push haven't. that till next week. <laughs> That happens. That happens. It does. Um, we do need to wrap up in a second. I need to jump on that call that just rang yeah. through. But was there anything uh-huh. um, or anyone that's um, kind of the things that we've been saying resonated with conversations that you've had or anything that springs to mind that I didn't give you a chance to say? <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know, I, um, my conversations have, have, have been pretty generic as of late. So, um, so no, you covered it well and your examples of the um, floras were great. And, um, I, th- I think very clear for the audience to get an idea, you know, how to, how to implement on, on their own, if- you know. Well, and I think if you're listening to this, I mean, we do spend a lot of time, my background, as people know, I think is financial services. So I tend to think that way. Mm-hmm. My mind just defaults down that route. 
but there's so many businesses that are less numbers driven, less regulation driven, less specific. Right. Um, we, we think of about solving a problem in the words of the book and answering a particular question. And we talk about how there's the opportunity around tax law changes and um, immigration changes and all of these, these things that are very kind of externally driven and, and very specific. And you, you can quite easily think of a way of writing about a particular subject, but right down at the, the other end of that kind of, um, specific external stimulus end of the spectrum a local business or even a local restaurant or a local social club or i'm trying to think of all of the the things that that aren't um that aren't necessarily at the services end of the, the spectrum right um so a local restaurant can write the restaurant guides to the area a how to eat healthy in winter haven and talk about all of the different restaurants then promote kind of subtly promote their own things um as part of the book the florist example we just gave a swimming club could do something similar around swimming styles or i mean i maybe just shot myself in the foot in the last two minutes by choosing a particularly (laughs) difficult one but you could imagine writing the guide to local swimming venues so across Uh i mean it's the depths of winter at the moment in here in the uk and i uh, go to like a, a swimming club thing once a week just for exercise but there were guys there that are talking about lake swimming and triathlons even at this time of year which is oh insane my. so you can imagine a local yeah. swimming club writing the guide to triathlon swimming or outdoor swimming venues uh, or outdoor uh, swimming apparel guides all of that type of thing wherever there's an interest there's enough to write something about the the thing that's going to kind of um, scratch the itch of someone that's exciting. And that started the conversation. It's made the person visible. And then as we've been talking about today, it's the follow-up. It's the opportunity to present to them the super signature of saying, by the way, here are four ways I can help you now or whenever you're ready. All wrapped up in a useful, valuable communication point. But you can't do any of that communication until first you know who those people are and you've given them a reason to raise their hand, which is the book. Very good. Okay. Yeah. So with that, (laughs) I need to get on this next call. I need to find somewhere to make some coffee in between that. Otherwise, I'm going to really be struggling. Um, As you're listening to this, head over to 90minutebooks.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 52, so 052. Show notes and uh, transcripts are going to be across there along with some um, links. I'll put some links into the book blueprint scorecard and the Morty slash Whiskers book and score and and podcast just so you guys as you're listening to this if you haven't listened to that already you can jump into that and start to see how that model works and really the reason that we talk about all of these things is so that you can replicate it and um, obviously we're here to help you do that so if you've got any questions for me and Betsy want us to talk about on the show, just drop a note to podcast at 90minutebooks.com. But obviously the best thing you do is head over and get started. So head over to 90minutebooks.com and follow the get started links and we'll be here to help you as you get it created. Very good. Awesome. All right. So next time we'll talk about the purposeful outline and the value driven content, yes. what we planned on today. And <laughs> very good. Good. 
good good information useful information though perfect okay well thanks for your time betsy i'm gonna absolutely try not to talk for quite so long next time all right we'll talk soon (laughs) okay thanks Thanks, guys thanks everyone speak soon